You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. All right, a uh, little sound check. Let me hear you. No. Great. All right, uh, moving on. Um, welcome you to Porch Talk. This is an unbridled and untamed with... Uh, my buddy Andrew, and uh, what was you uh, telling me a little bit about before we got rolling here? There's so many. Th- oh, I gotta take my hat off because now I got my hat off. All the thoughts can come rushing in, like a flood after a hurricane. It's come flooding in. We can just talk and talk and talk. What you want to talk about? Whatever you want to talk about, dude. You had a lot on your mind. It sounded like. Let's talk about something. Went camping. You went camping. I went camping. Yeah, I did. I went camping Friday and and come back Saturday. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was an experience. It was fun. You're going with me next time. I don't care. Next time, if you if you say you don't want to go, I'm just gonna walk up to you with a napkin and say, "Hey, does it smell like chloroform to you?" And you know what you're gonna say? Nothing. Kaboom. <laughs> and then that's when I'm gonna wrap you, tie you up, and we're gonna go. And you're going to wake up on a boat. I've woke up in stranger places. You have? Yeah. That'll, be, that'll be okay. Yep. Wake up. Real, though, wake fun. up in a, on a boat. That wouldn't be that wouldn't be terrible. Not too bad. You just wake up and see me. Like, hey, sunshine. One of the weirdest places was... Um, woke up. Remember when y'all couldn't find me at the Sandpiper Beacon? Looked, and eventually in the you. bathroom? I walked like two miles on the beach because somebody told me you went walking down the beach. And I was like, crap, he's going around. Sid finally found me in this, uh, one of the hotel rooms on the second floor. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. In a bathtub. Yeah, passed out. Yep. I woke up. I had hit my head on the tub when I was, you know, the, the pressure (laughs) <laughs> you had of taking a piss just knocked me back you know, fell into the sometimes toilet. it can be like pressure washer you can clean something if you want to <laughs> <laughs> next thing I know is uh, sick come in there hey man wake the fuck up <laughs> it, you know sometimes too that pressure builds up pretty good for stupid people like us because we, we don't pee we just fight it until mm-hmm. it's too late and then we, we blow holes in porcelain but yeah, no, I mean, uh, it, it was it was fun though. Like, like we went we went and put in right outside of Double Springs on a Simpson Fork, and it hits into a big river. It's a river. It's not no creek, and it it would have been 
a lot more enjoyable if the water would have been more swift towards the end but it was it was real slow water so it was slow paddling and it rained on us yesterday from about 10 to about 2 30 which is i mean it wouldn't it, it, that's not the worst rain i've had on me but it was still not i mean it's not fun to get that wet. what are your thoughts on being called out in a rainstorm in a boat I mean, do you try to get out and get cover, or do you just keep going? You'd be I like, mean, I'm on the water anyway. If it's lightning, you don't want to really be close to the bank. You want to be, I don't want to be, because if you're in a river, you're already going to be pretty low because that water is cut a groove in the ground. Most of everywhere we go is elevated around us, too. It's like rock cliffs and stuff. I don't know. So I just I feel I always that, felt it's vulnerable strike. on it's, a river. Well, it's going, well, if you're on a river, river. That, that could be different but like where we was there's trees and stuff that are a lot taller than where we are you know what i'm saying yeah. so it's gonna strike up there now you might have to worry about something falling on you maybe but if like a tree gets hit and it shatters it and what's the craziest final thing destination stuff that's it, stabbed that's yeah. ever happened to you while camping uh what happened last night okay One, well well it, it, it's tied for number one this was more scary than just craziest, really, but this is probably one of the scariest. Uh, it, because I, when we got there, we set up camp. Did you see monkey? Uh-huh. Why you say? You see a monkey? <laughs> I see a monkey. I see a bunch of monkey. Everywhere. Big monkey. He 10 foot tall. Mm. He no fun. He rip you. He rip arms off first. Beat you deaf. Mm. Stink. <laughs> mm. Mm. Smell him from a long way away. Mm. But now we set up camp and uh, we got it set up. I set my hammock away from who I was with because I didn't want to snore and keep him up all night. And I do snore. I tend to snore. So. Especially in a hammock because it's hard to lay on your side or stomach. And um, I went to pee on the other side of my hammock, and I'm walking down through there, and I'm hearing something. I'm like, what's this noise I'm hearing? And then I shine my light, and there's copperhead. I'm like, oh, don't move. Be real still. And then I call my buddy. I say, hey, man, I, I need you to bring me that gun. And he he didn't believe me. He thought I was just messing with him. You know, you know how it's, it is hard to take me serious sometimes. But I was like, no, I need the gun. And then he he laughed again, but then I remembered we had a code word, and I said, Pumpernickel, I need the gunlet. And he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> and he come over there, and I shot it, and uh, I, I just... Pumpernickel, I, just, I need the gun. Yeah, Pumpernickel, I need the gun now. And uh, then I chopped his head off with a machete, and we, we disposed of the body or whatever, but then I guess during the night... Why don't you go with your samurai sword? Cause I, well, machete, you got you machete got, more practical. It is, and you, you, <laughs> of course it is. I could definitely walking around with a sword out there. I definitely wouldn't have no people talking to me on the water if I had a samurai sword strapped to my back like Leonardo or something. Yeah, next time I go, camping, and that thing I guess it'll be with you. With you, I want to go back up there to Bankhead too. Uh, That's pretty. I recently drove through there going to Huntsville. It was a it was a beautiful forest. Yes. Um, and that was just the main drag of the main drag. I, I didn't get out. You Wait know. till you get on the water. Like I said, there was like parts of the river, parts of the river that the, it had watered out the stone wall, and that there was you could float up under it. 
and be like in a little cave or whatever. It was uh, amazingly beautiful. But uh, anyway, so that night, we are going to bed. Well, I'm going to bed. I always go to bed first when I go camping. It's easier for me to go to sleep when I can hear people talking because then I know that there's nothing coming to eat me. So I get in the hammock, and I'm going to sleep. And I, I, I hear something every once in a while to wake me up, but I slept pretty good. Well, I get up one time to pee. And I got a new hammock that I'm trying out, and I don't like it at all because I can't get out of it. It's hard anyway. <clears throat> but when I got out, <coughs> as soon as I put my foot down, I felt something go over my toes. And it was, like, slick and, like, really cold. And I you said, had no socks on? No. No, I'm camping. I just I don't put no socks on. The hell's wrong with you? What do you mean? Why would I want? I get my socks dirty if I get on the ground and with. There's no point in it. They're gonna get wet when you get in the water if you wear socks and. You crazy as hell. I don't wear no. I don't wear not especially when I'm in my hammock. I don't want all that dirt and stuff and crap all in my hammock while I'm trying to sleep. Where the hell's the dirt gonna come from? If you're get on the ground. And you're wearing socks. Put your you, socks are gonna get put dirty. Your boots. I do. My shoes are right there when I get out. But I I was resting from trying to get my fat butt up oh. to where I could get out of the hammock. And when I put my foot down and it's on the ground for the first time is when I felt something go over my foot. Oh, I got you. So I'm like searching in my hammock beside me, and I find my light and I shine. And I see another copperhead just going off the bank. But I heard him before I saw him. I heard him. As he was going over my foot, like I heard him, what he was saying to me, he was looking at me and he was going, I'm a snake. Mm. I'm a slithery snake. And you killed my partner. I'm going to let you pass, but you need to leave these parts. Mm. And then he, and then when I shined my light and I saw him go away, I was like, okay. I asked you a question. And, well, well hang on. As he did that, I, when I farted and <laughs> I had to, like, clinch. So that helped because then I didn't freak out and move because they go, they strike on movement. So it was like, <laughs> so that, that was a good thing. That yeah. was a good thing. Yeah, Mr. Miyagi in the background. Those mountain, Look at the guy. Yeah. Those mountain house, uh, camp, camp, uh, freeze dry foods really keep you good and cleaned out. They got a lot of carbs, a lot of fiber. I ask you, like when you uh, two questions, man. When you leave the house, uh, how far do you have to be traveling before you pack a bag? Like change your clothes. How? What? Like, I'm going somewhere. Yeah, and you might not be staying. You might just be there for the day. You know, maybe you're going somewhere to see a show. Do you bring a pair of clothes? No. Change your clothes. Mm-mm, most of them I don't. Mm-mm. I guess I'm weird. I don't know. If I go, like, for a day, if it's just a day thing, yeah, man. If I go for two days, stay overnight, I'll, probably, I'll bring one set at least. But otherwise, if something happens during the day, I, and I'll just go somewhere and buy me something. Fair I've enough. Done that a bunch. I got you. Done that a bunch. Question two. Uh-huh. Like, how, like, you're in the Bankhead Forest. This is a national park, essentially, right? Yep. Is it? Is it okay to kill the animals in the park? Um, you know that that's it's a funny thing you should ask because I wondered the same thing about uh, 
uh, about that, but the guy that I went with is really good friends with the man who is the game warden in that area now. He used to be in Fett, but he's in, he's there now. But he's from Fett, so he the guy I went with knows him really well, and he asked him a bunch of questions like that. Because he asked me, he's like, can we bring a gun, you know, this and that? And he said, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. And uh, so that's what, he said. that's what the game warden said. I ain't kill no alligator or nothing. Yeah. Did see some gar. The fishing was really hard. I didn't even bring nothing, though, because uh, I lost my wallet, so I lost my Yeah, what all kind of wildlife did you see besides snakes? Uh, <laughs> man, we really didn't see that much. Birds and fish. I mean, they. it wasn't... This one was a very... I can tell that there's... You think the weather might have took it off? Well, it might have, but I think, too, that it, that water is so deep for so far that I think boats go up and down at a good bit. And, I mean, we wasn't out on no, near nobody's house when we was camping, but they wasn't very far away neither. So, we did pass a couple houses that was like deliverance looking. It was, it was a little row faster, row faster. <laughs> Is there a, uh, like, camping movie? And that's in Winston County, too, by the way. Yeah. So... You know what Winston's by, too, and that's Walker. They think they're the free state. Free state of Winston. It's not Winston County. It's the free state of Winston. Is that right? Mm-hmm. They actually say that they did this before Texas even thought about doing it. I've never heard of it till I've never either, but it's been around the longest. I looked it up. It's been around the longest. That's an old town, like an old county. <laughs> but it's the free state of Winston. How about that? There's 51 states. That's right. Hmm. It's basically learn something new every day. Yeah, learn it, learn it, learn it. It's the, the weirdest little history. <laughs> hmm. Yep. I wish I could show the pictures through this microphone, but we haven't reached that technology yet. Well, you could uh, you could take a picture of it and put it up on the page. Might do that. I might send you some. Yeah. Let people know how pretty it was, beautiful it is. I think everybody should. That one too would be a or good just one. put it on your own Instagram and just tell tag. people where to go. Yeah, you just tag tag it. tag you it. But uh, I think and that that where we went this past time it would be a good place for a beginner especially because it, it ain't nothing hard about the water and nothing you know. Um, as far as finding, I'm wearing my my damn Timberland boots. Not Timberland, but it like, looks like a Timberland boot. Yeah. Hell, it might be. You gonna I don't know. Why you, while you're boating? Probably. They're going to get wet. You know that, right? I don't give a damn. You will the next day when you put it's, them on. It's some outdoor shoes. What's some outdoor shoes called? Them outdoor boots. Mucks? Muck boot? Or like a rubber boot? Or? Yeah, I might wear the rubber boot. That'd be hot as hell, though. Yeah, it'd be pretty hot. What I do, I just wear, like... I got a pair of tennis shoes. I'll show you them boots. Man, they in the closet. I'll show you when we get that one. I'm, I got, I'm I got, not describing them good. They're not like nice boots. Yeah. But yeah. they are like nice for hiking and shit. Yeah. I got a pair of, like, my work boots are Kings, and they look like hiking boots. And I got my old pair, and I, I wear my old pair because they're waterproof. They'll get wet on the outside, but the inside of them won't. So I wear them. Yeah, and back to the sock, I'd have to have, like, four or five man, because I'd have to have socks. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to be barefooted. And I'm not against people who do it. I, I think it's an unnecessary risk. Maybe that's what's wrong with you. 
Do you know how much energy, good energy you can get from the earth by just walking on the grass, walking on the ground? You ever looked into that science? That's a, that's a science. I mean, process. I walk barefooted in my yard. Do you do it completely naked? Because that's the way you got to do it. Uh, no, I don't do it completely naked. Then there's the problem. <laughs> all right, we went there. Hey, all I can say is you can't prove me wrong until you try it. <laughs> I'll call you at 3 a.m. Hey, this is butt naked yard walk. It really works. <laughs> Dude, that is a witching hour. Well, I tried to tell you. There's quite. There's a bunch of red eyes looking at me. <laughs> oh, me. It was, it was, you're definitely going next time though. But I haven't uh, been, uh, I haven't been legit camping in a long, th- it's probably been six years, man. And it wasn't like totally legit. It was like those Christian retreats that are off in the mm-hmm. woods. And granted, we was like in a log cabin, so I wouldn't call it like the experience. Yeah. And then like when I was legit, like in a tent in the woods was, God, I'd say 15 years ago mm-hmm. before I moved to Mobile. Yeah. Now, I did, like, some day day trips in Mobile, like, uh, would go places to canoe or rent a tube. Yeah. But, you know, it's just, hell, there's water everywhere. You don't yeah, have to, yeah. you don't mm-hmm. have to camp. Mm-hmm. You go do it, and then you go home. Yeah, there's a, there's a bit, definitely different levels of camping. And we, we come up, ours is a... So, is the scale one to five, or what's the scale like? Our, we, we, call, we call ourselves back, um, backwoods uh, paddlers, backwood paddlers. I mean, this is probably like one one step up from being like making your own shelter. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we basically set up our shelter, but we don't make it with what's around us. And I would say that people who do that, that's like the most extreme camping. Yeah. But Ours would be a, a couple, maybe a couple. What about those who didn't up. even didn't even use any kind of structure? Well, uh, well, all smart people are going to the ones who just lay on the ground. <laughs> probably named Aldridge. <laughs> <laughs> I'd bring a gun. <laughs> this good spot, make fire, <laughs> make fire. What, what what about rain? Who care about rain? Lay on rock. <laughs> Rain roll off. <laughs> My uh, co-worker, he does uh, the best impression of me. My name is Ellen. I won't get soft. What you tell this? You and him both do that same thing. I've... You gotta cross your eyes when you do it, too. I'll <laughs> <laughs> just stick my jaw out just a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. A little drool. If you're gonna be an Aldridge now, you gotta yeah. go all out now. <laughs> oh that's good <laughs> we're, we're talking about structures yeah structures <laughs> so what are you talking about like, like a, a tent or like a lean to on something or like actually taking some trees and cutting them up and stacking them in a way that where it makes us uh, like a lean to something you can sleep under like they do on that show alone that I'm telling you about they'll make some make a shelter out of what's around them yeah, they don't bring their shelter with them like we do. That's what I do. I bring my shelter with me, and it's not really. Oh, I'd bring a damn steak too. A steak? Yeah. We brought four of them last night. That's what's up. 
you know, you know, and that's the thing for people who do camp. Here's a tip: you can go to Walmart and you can get like little six to eight ounce steaks wrapped in bacon, in like uh, well, you vacuum change sealed, somebody's life. Vacuum sealed packs, and you can get four in a pack, and you can freeze them puppies. And then you know the the day that you go camping, put them in a you cool. You gotta have some kind of cooler, but we always have something to keep something cold. When y'all camp, do y'all mainly stay on the water? Is it is there a lot it, of there's the more there's more floating than anything. Yeah, more, most of the time, yeah. Okay. But uh, you can freeze them puppies. We ate them last night, and so you talking about Jeff made like this special rack to put it on. I just looked at, it, I was like. I had just put like two big logs on the fire and they was they was like charred all around, you know. I said, Put mine on fire. Put mine on log. Hmm. He said, Huh? I said, Put on log. I am man. <laughs> I want bark burnt into my steak. <laughs> That's how I brush my teeth at night. <laughs> Golly. Two in one. Yeah. But it was probably of course campfire camp food is, man, so much better. Like, I tried to eat one of the freeze dries at home, and I was like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> but, it, but it, when you're camping, you know, you got to think, when you get camp set up, by the time you get there and you set everything up, you're pretty tired by then. Do you, see, uh, today, yesterday, or Friday, when we went, where we put in, the ramp is washed out, like, halfway to the water. So we had to drag or tote our boats one at a time down a hill that made me think I was having a heart attack. I think there's two school of thoughts on this. There might be more. What? When y'all set out, do y'all paddle upstream or do y'all go downstream? We go downstream. So you, you work the way back? No. We left my car where we was going to take out at uh-huh. and then I got my car come and got his truck and then we come and got the boats. That's what's up. Just like we do when we flip the channel. CCR. Oh, yeah. He's working this little poppy. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, I don't understand why you would go downstream first because what if something happened? Now you got to work your ass off to get back to your yeah. vehicle if you didn't park you like that. You don't want to do that. Yeah. That'd be you a damn nightmare. I did. They actually. make movies about that kind of stuff, don't mm-hmm. they? <laughs> I did. I have done it before, only because I didn't know. That's what I'd be doing, and it's kind of too late when you get in the water. Yeah, I mean, if you had a trolling motor, it wouldn't be that bad. I remember I took my canoe up to North River in Tuscaloosa, and my buddy that I went with was like, yeah, man, we can go so far up here, and there's like a little waterfall, and the fish love it, man. They wear it out, you know. They're all over the place. Mm. So we paddle and paddle and paddle and paddle and paddle. We ended up paddling seven miles upstream in four hours, or four, four or five hours. I had an aluminum paddle. My hands was silver. I look like the I look like the silver surfer because mm. all the aluminum had wore off just me constantly paddling. And when we got there, we didn't catch one fish. I was so mad. I was so mad. I opened my ravioli and I ate it with my fingers. Aluminum sheen to them and all. <laughs> like, well, at least it looks like a spoon. <laughs> That's a water Because <laughs> my fingers was literally, they looked, they were shining silver, like the Tin Man. I was like, I got my spoon right here. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. 
This is gonna hurt. Hope it ain't got no lead in it. <laughs> this is how mad I am at myself. <laughs> I won't ever do that again. That was tough. Mm. I was sore for a year. Fell out. <laughs> All right, what else? Uh, we were talking about something else too before we got started. You had another topic that was pretty dope. What, was it about your train of thought and how it's been working better? Oh, yeah. Because, well, what I was saying was that, like, I asked you the question, where do you think thought comes from? Because we can't think of what we're going to thought. <laughs> right on. <laughs> <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? Like, when a thought comes into my head... Like so I, I want to know where you don't think you you the you have the original idea you think it's given. What? Give me an answer to where it comes from. Well, it depends on what you believe. How? Well, if you, I think if you was more atheistic in your worldview, you would say the universe or whatever power you believe in. Well, what because, about what about people who are not in tune enough with their religion to be able to walk that close with it, to know what it says and know that that's the thought they need to have? What, what Where's those thoughts come from? The great manipulator, dude. Well, he can't be everywhere at once. Hey. He's not omni. He's not omni. That's what he's got omniscient. legions of demons for. But I bet they're ugly. I'm just saying, I think, like, Good thought, bad thought. I'm not saying like angel, well, there, well, there's angel, not, demon not on your shoulder. Well, not everybody who isn't that close, who isn't that close in their religion. And that's why you have to have the evil. There, but not all of them are evil. There's good people who don't believe in a lot of things. They just believe in living. What are their thoughts come from? Like I said, that, I mean, it's, what do you believe? What's your worldview? I can't answer that. I mean, you'd have to ask, ask them. It comes from your subconscious. Which is controlled by another subconscious, which is also controlled by another subconscious. Welcome to everything <laughs> you've ever learned. Now, nah, for real though, I think I think your subconscious has a lot to do with it because I think in order for some thoughts to be to just come to us, you have to have a code about you built into you like a computer code you know what I'm saying mm. like whatever you pro- whatever you program yourself to think whatever you program yourself to be eventually that's what's going to happen eventually that's what you're going to you're going to tap into that and you're going to think that way without even knowing it it's going to be automatic what do you think like maybe what if it let's say they believe in horoscope uh huh and like whatever they believe or they read that day for that day, they believe it. So that's what their subconscious is focused on. Do you believe yeah. it could work like that? Probably. Yes, probably. But I don't think we can control our subconscious at all. That's why it's called a subconscious. Subconscious. I think I think we can like, well, not necessarily. Did I say manipulate it? Because I think there is some ways that you can you can do do you think dreams have anything to do with it I think well that's what I was about to say because I know like subconscious I think definitely controls a major part of your dream but you've heard of lucid dreaming that's right that's what I was about to bring up when you write it down when you figure out you're in a dream and then you start doing whatever you want yeah yeah that, and I did that for a long time. Like I would write down as soon as I woke up, if I had a dream, I would write down everything I remembered, and then 
every night before I went to bed, I would read every bit of what I had dreamed, no matter how long. I think mine got to be like 10 pages, which is a lot in my head. That's a lot to remember. Yeah. But I would read it all. And Was it writing a story? I mean, not really. It was a bunch of gibberish. Moron like me. I was having stupid dreams. Mm. But by the end of it, you know, you have a dream where you're fighting or punching somebody. And you go to punch them, and it's like... Yeah. Or you go to talk, and your tongue falls out. Yeah. You know? Well, you can... I made it. I experienced where when I would punch people, they would go flying. Oh, you're just giving yourself superpowers? Across the room. But the, the crazy thing is, you know, you can't dream about it. They say they, 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 whoever. Who the hell they, are they? they? They are. Say that, I guess scientists say that you, mm. can, you cannot dream... You cannot see a face in your dreams that you've never seen in real life. They say that. So the crazy part about that is, is if you lose a dream, that means you're going to be able to start remembering your dreams. So you're going to remember who's in your dreams. Mm -hmm. So I got to where people in my dreams was people I didn't really like. And I'd punch them to the moon and back. (laughs) I was in those dreams. Or I would sling them into the sun. (laughs) No mercy. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry. Most of the time when I speak Japanese it's because I'm scared. <laughs> I did that the whole camping trip. When I'd get out to like do something on the bank, I'd be trying not to fall. And I'd slip, and I'd be like, <laughs> trying my best not to fall. And it, it, it didn't work. I thought it would. <laughs> my it. thing lately is Dang what I've done is like I bust my ass about once a week at work. So I'll just call. You need to do like that too. So I. <laughs> <laughs> Rolling at a guy screaming like he's Japanese. He's laying on the ground. Rolling oh, at it. Oh, you What the hell's wrong with this guy? Come on, man. You're in a bag your ethnicity. <laughs> wow. <laughs> if did, you'd be more of like a... Uh, angry Scotman, if if you was gonna fall, but I can't believe I did it again. <laughs> this is my third time this week. My arms is hurting. I just started every time I bust my ass, I'll call my coworker. Help! <laughs> I did it again. <laughs> I'm too embarrassed to move. Oh yeah, it's cold. I'm gonna, I'm gonna act like it's serious until <laughs> you get here. Call the ambulance. Uh, don't call him. I don't want to pay for the fine. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh man. Dreams. Dreams. <laughs> what do you dream about? That's different. The last one that um, like I remember a lot of them. Sometimes I think I got to work now. I don't write them all down. I got. I need to start. I gotten lazy. But um, you can just do voice memos too. That's easier actually. Just get your phone and say what you dream. Yeah, that's, that's the easy. One yeah, too. I could do that. Then you can just listen to it. Right I don't now. like doing that. 
I don't think that way. Okay. If that, does that make sense? No. No. It's a, <laughs> I don't, if I write it down, I'll, I'll know it. Oh. If I just hear it, it don't mean anything. So you're one of them spared people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Monkey half a C <laughs> or the member. It's one of them Aldridge things. <laughs> like laying on a stone in the rain. I guess. We no need roof. <laughs> but I do need paper <laughs> and a crayon. I draw picture. To write, draw picture. Member dream. <laughs> Premonition. <laughs> well, one thing about it, nobody will know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> that's, that's why. That's why. Yeah. I, that's what why. is this? <laughs> is this a boat? That's me. <laughs> <laughs> What's this? Is this the sun and the, that big flower, bigger than me? <laughs> Oh. You playing Jumanji? <laughs> now some of it, like lately, like the latest one that I, I thought was like worth writing down was like it was a, a kind of prophetic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm crying from laughing. Uh, uh, and it was about, and this is why I don't agree with. Like I think, I think you do see people that you don't know. That you hadn't seen. Well, see, the explanation that the scientists give on that point is it is somebody you know. You just can't remember enough of the dream to be able to recognize who they, who it is that you know. Their mm-hmm. face will be somewhat disfigured. It'll be somewhat different. But it it manifested from one person. Oh. Like, you, I could, it could take you and make you look like the guy off the Goonies. I mean, I would know that's an Aldridge, but <laughs> I mean, if I had a dream about that and I saw you like that, I'd just be like, here you go, here's your baby roof, and I would throw it and then run. <laughs> <laughs> we got R-U-N-E-O-F-T. That ain't a king size, it won't take you long. <laughs> Oh, this is a roast. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's, 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 it's just... It's just easy. Too easy. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Readjust. Oh, this is better. I feel more intimate with you. Listen to me. AMSR. <laughs> <laughs> Don't spit on it. <laughs> Oh god, it's happening. It's gonna die. That's what she said. Oh. <laughs> Don't spit on it. Ah, I'm almost got over here. I don't, I don't know why that, that joke's been making me laugh so much lately, but man. Does it come and go for you? Like, it gets old, and, but then like a month yes, later, yes. someone does it, and it like just reunites yes. it. It's mm-hmm. kind of like a Chappelle skit. It is, really. 
We talking about dreams, though. Yeah, dreams. You believe that some of them, you said you said prophetic. Yeah, because it's poetic. Prophetic. Prophetic. Mm-hmm. So like, I believe I've had those kind. To so, where like it was down to a conversation with a specific person that yeah. I, I wasn't mm-hmm. real familiar with. Mm-hmm. And like, if I didn't hear the conversation in that dream, I wouldn't have known how to brought it up. Yeah. Yeah, I I believe that happens. I mean, because I don't think we ever would have got there. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think that, uh, and that's vague as shit. But yeah. I mean, it's kind of a personal thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I know I've had I've had dreams when you know I'm trying to help somebody uh, to accomplish a certain goal, and I didn't really know how to go about it. I had tried to go about helping them and couldn't really succeed. Nothing seemed to be working. And then I had a dream one time that I was outside the house that they live in, mm. and there was a gigantic snake, like, just circling it. But it was, like, super fast. It was, like, anaconda movie snake, like, huge. And I can look inside, and the snake ain't worried about me at all. It's not coming at me. It's not looking did at that me. Sna- did that movie deal with you when you was a kid? I never watched it. you never seen it? Mm-mm, never seen it. Um, but it, that snake had nothing and it had no intentions of even looking at me but I could see them inside crying you know scared to death so I reach for a gun and I go to get a gun and I'm trying to shoot the thing and it's a double barrel shotgun for some reason <coughs> but the barrel's bent straight up at the end like you know how you see superheroes bend gun barrels and stuff this one's bent up straight at the end and I'm looking at it I'm like this is useless. Well, dang. This ain't going to work at all. But what I pulled from it was I'm trying to use the wrong things to help that person. Oh, man. That's what I got from that dream. And come to find out, I went about it a different way and ended up helping them a little bit. Maybe not as much as what they need, but it's not my... I can't, I can't do it for them, you know. I can only be there for them. I can... So that I can plant that seed, and I can try to water it the best, but I'm not going to be the one that makes it grow. I don't have that power. That's you see what, you that, see what I'm saying? That's right. I'm just a seed. Yeah. So that that's what I got from that dream. So I, I definitely believe, especially, of course, my belief being in the Bible, too, how many times did God talk to somebody through a dream? You know, I, th- I mean, look at Joseph. I mean, he wouldn't—he wouldn't have been where he was if he wouldn't have been bold and and telling what his dreams was about. Because some of them, the dreams he had, people didn't want to hear. They didn't want to know that there was a seven-year famine coming. <laughs> you know, you know, stuff like that is is deep. You know, lately with uh, proselyzing or ministering or just sharing the gospel, mm-hmm. like however you want to put it, is uh, people. Lately, um, I don't preach. Mm-hmm. I might just share one thing and then just let it sit. Yeah. Sometimes it works better that way. And then, I mean, like, sometime down the road, they'll be like, hey, remember when you said this? I want to talk about it. Yeah. I don't know. It just depends if they're listening. A lot of people don't listen. You ever notice that? Well, people listen to what they hear the most that comes from you. Yeah. So they can only hear what you put out. Yeah. Sometimes, I mean, what I understand you. I understand what you're talking about, 
Because the way you you can't be just a simple truth. You can't be real bold with a lot of people nowadays. Oh yeah. So it's it's hard. It's touch and go. Touch and go thing. But the it's it's not you can still do the little things and just increase the amount of little things. Sometimes I think. You know, I believe in the. Cause it's all about habit. I believe in love languages, man. Yeah, definitely. And I believe in like learning other people's uh, language. Mm-hmm. Uh, that way, if you screw up, you you can redeem yourself. Yeah. Not just for that cause, but just yeah. if you want to do something nice for that person. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if they had a bad day. That's what. That's why it's so important to fellowship with people. That's right. You know, people in the world today, how crazy it is when they talk about how the church, church in general, is uh, falling apart, and you know, and or I hear it a lot anyway. There's a lot of churches closing. That's a fact. I mean, a lot of pastors quitting, getting kicked out, and stuff. And it's just, how do you expect anything good to happen if nobody's doing anything? You can't just sit back and expect stuff to happen. Let me tell you something I, I did, and it's kind of opened my eyes a little bit. I see. It was this past week. It was on Tuesday. A guy I work with goes to apostolic church. And I went there. He said they was having a revival. I asked if I want to come. I was like, yeah, man, you know what? I will. I will come. And I didn't bring Jessica with me because, for those who don't know, apostolic is a Pentecostal. They they consider themselves to be the original Pentecostal. Because, like, you know, Church of God, they'll say that's Pentecostal, but they're, I don't, there's something about associations and I don't know that's not important but anyway I get in there I sit down and I bring Carly with me I didn't bring Jessica because she ain't ready for that kind of thing so and we're sitting there and I'm going uh, I'm going with the mindset that I think feel like a lot of Baptist people who people who go to Baptist churches will have that a lot of it's going to be show, a lot of it's going to be not real, you know, or whatever, whatever happens. And it's crazy to me because when I caught myself thinking that, I was like, you know what, churches today, different denominations are almost like completely different cultures. Because you look at Baptist churches, and most of them, is, everybody's going to be sitting there not moving. You know, even during worship service, they're just going to be, you know, my, one person might hold their hand halfway up. A lot of people might be carrying the TV, you know, or showing how big their fish is. But either way, wow, that a- they're going to be doing stuff like that. <laughs> I was doing hand motions. With you. I'm sorry, so, y'all can't see this. Way to, if you're worshiping and you're holding your hands out, just r- r- kind of low about waist, and you, but your palms are up, you're carrying the TV. Oh, okay, that's that's what that that's what that's called. That's what it looks like. And, yeah, and if you hold your hands, you know, kind of mid torso out, and you got your palms facing each other, that's showing how mm. big your fish is. The youth some people do that. Some people lie, and they and they do it out a little wider. Oh, wow. everybody knows your fish wasn't that big, so you put it back back in. But you, even as a young kid, what do you what are, what are they doing that? And and when they're in the sanctuary and when they're in worship, if they make any noise, what do they do? Shut your mouth. Be quiet. Don't move. That scared me a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But it that's made, what they do. It made me want to be quiet. You're beat. You're beat. <laughs> I mean, if you if you're training a kid to be like that in church, that's what they're gonna be used to. That's what they're gonna be accustomed to. But I went to that church, and man, they knew how to get down. They, I mean, they whether it, and the thing is, like whether it's fake or not, is it better? 
to do that and actually not not next because it's not my place to judge whether it was real or not. I don't know happy how happy for the Lord they are, but they look pretty dang happy, and they were showing it. And that ain't, to me, that's better than not showing it at all and just sitting there not doing anything for him during worship time. In my eyes, that's what I took. Is there not more than one way to worship? Oh, definitely. I'm saying, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I'm not saying like what Baptist people do is completely wrong. I'm just saying that there's a lot of been there's a lot of judgment being cast on the Pentecostal from a lot of the Baptist people that I've talked to. Yeah, I think that's wrong about that. I mean, there's jokes about it. Yeah. Uh, But I mean, the same thing is like, you know, just because maybe a Baptist is a little more conservative with. dancing or being emotional yeah. uh, that might be a personality thing mm-hmm. that might and be they, why that might be why they go to that kind of church because mm-hmm. they don't like being around it yeah you know you, you when we grew up was you one that did you like going to the club the club yeah was you a club I, I did you enjoy really, the club never really go but well, did I you did like it had fun yeah Fair well that's probably why you enjoy a pentecostal service and that's kind of the way like i People ask me about, like, flavors of Christianity. I was like, when you was a teenager, did you like going to the club? Yeah, you sneak in there all the time. You'd love Pentecostal church. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I, I you'll have a ball. Really don't, I only went to, like, two clubs. Now, and that might be a god-awful analogy. I don't know. Yeah. What do you, is it? I I just think that if, you, if you're a Christian and you believe what the Bible's true, that I believe not it doesn't have to be every Sunday, but you need to show how appreciative you are of it more than just. What if it was in your tithing? Tithing separate from worship. And it is a form of worship. It's a form. It's a form, but there's a lot of forms that I think we need to do. We don't need to just do one form of worship. We need to do as many as we so can. So it's important to you to be expressive. Expressive. Yeah, to clap your hands and say yeah. I I think I believe it would. I believe that if I feel it, and I think that. I really agree, and it's to a degree that I'm in love with that idea. Yeah, and I think it's good. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be to just show off. It would just be to to more of like celebrating with each other. Because most time when that kind of thing comes up and you do say Amen, does it not make you happy? Does it not make you be like, Yeah, that's right, that's right. And that's you're just celebrating the fact that it's the truth and it's not going to change and that. It's nothing but great. Yeah, I think I think if I think I think if we did it more, we would realize it more. We'd realize how powerful it is. We'd become closer. We would grow. Because I think there's within denominations, there's spiritual maturity levels with all of them, and I think some of them are way ahead of the others. Home maturity, sure. So being expressive leads to closeness with God. It's better than holding back. A lot of people dance for dance for God, but you don't see them back in churches. So why did they dance? Why did they dance? So it's like saying that uh, if you love me, you'll show me. We should want to. Why does it just have to take place inside the building? Because well, it's it's not going to take place outside of the world, more likely. I think it does to your ministry. Yeah, but there's that's there's ministry and then there's worship. We're I supposed think, to go out. Into it's a form. It's a form of worship. Oh, man. ministry, yeah, it definitely is. But it's a, it's a ministry is not the same as like singing a song or uh, 
as far as when you say go out the world, I'm thinking, you know, trying doing nothing but reaching the loss, being out outside the building. What if it, it came can to- happen anywhere? Where two or three are gathered, Jesus can show up. Jesus will be there. Where two or three that know him are there, he'll be there. So it can happen anywhere. It doesn't have to be in the building. I'm talking about the church. That's where judgment comes from. Two to three people. That's talking about making decisions within a church. Is it? Mm -hmm. I haven't even looked at that. Mm -hmm. If you like the context of it. Oh, yeah? A lot of people do use it. Like I've heard it used in services. It comes from pastors all the time. That you know, they'll say where two or three are gathered in His name. You know, and you know, they talk about like praying in number, right? Yeah, which I believe is a powerful thing, and it works. But because um, it's like a movement, mm-hmm. um, I don't, I don't, I don't. We can get into partitioning, but well, I, well, I got a question for you though. Well, like, let's see who who danced for God and sang to. Was it David? Yeah, naked. Why did he do that? To express his love for God. Exactly, and that's what I'm thinking is like if you ain't truly expressing your love, you're quenching the spirit. You could be. I think that's exactly what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what made me question. Is like why don't we? Why don't, why don't worship like that? <laughs> why don't we be happy about it? Why don't you, we mean what we're singing? Because you feel like you got eyes on the back exactly. of your head. Exactly, and it's that's because that's the culture within the churches. There's cultures within the churches that that's not right. Just like how we say it's not right to eat dogs, but John Hall says, Holy juice, sweet sauce sauce. Hoo-hoo-hoo. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's a culture thing. It's cultural appropriation is appreciation. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just saying. that's it's a cult, There's cultures within churches. It's, and it's crazy. I don't think it's right. There's a lot of things that ain't right. Like me. Well, it's not perfect. You know, they always say, what I've always been told is, like, when you find the perfect church, don't join it. Yeah. Because the moment you join it, you'll ruin it. it up. Correct. That's kind of a weird saying. (laughs) There's a lot of weird sayings. I've been, I don't know if it's questioning, testing my faith, questioning or whatever, but I've been looking at. How many different, like, churches have you been to, like, since, like, Let's just say Southern Baptist churches. Did some of the messaging pretty much sound the same? Yeah, well, yeah, but I've been to a lot of Free Will Baptists too, so mm-hmm. there's differences in that. Oh, definitely. Too. So. Well, that's not. And that's one thing that is interesting to me. We could talk about it real quick. You know, at the in in Revelation at the end, it says anything any man who adds to or takes away from this, his name will be take, took from the book of life or the book the book of the Lamb. Book of the Lamb's Book of Life. What is that Lamb's Book of Life? Is that the book that is talking about... Uh, it can't be the book that's talking about everybody who's been born. Because if it, your name was going to be took from that, if you added to it, that would mean you would die right then. Everybody's going to die anyway, so why would it be took from that? And the only thing I can think of is that is talking about the book that gets your, gets your way past St. Peter at the Pearl of the Gates. That's exactly what it is. So, and you know, Southern Baptists believe we can't lose our salvation, but, and it might not be, that might be the only way you could lose it. But then you get to looking even deeper into it is how do we know whatever translation you're reading that it hadn't already been changed drastically? Because there is copies out there that it doesn't match up with a lot of what I grew up on. But what did I grow up on? I grew up on a Bible that was put together by Emperor Constantine or whatever his name was with him and 40 other people. And they decided what order it was going in, 
what we was going to get to see and the rest of it they locked up and a lot of it's still in the vatican in some of their vaults where people can't nobody can go into the reason i say all that is because i recently ordered the book of enoch oh gosh here we started go. reading it and uh be careful with that book it's what well, that's you know that book's mentioned in the bible it's mentioned in the old testament it's mentioned in peter talking about the book of enoch be careful with that book let me tell you something about it i learned a lot and like some of the other theories i've heard have kind of like confirmed it i guess in a way but it talks about the the sons of god mm-hmm. or, yeah the sons of god that Dollars failed of men. and that created the nephilim which was the giants they had uh, they had sex with the women of the earth because they thought they was beautiful well that's referenced in job as well uh, yeah also I, that wasn't the only thing you know timeline wise job isn't far from the creation account if you look at it you yeah. see what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah like job's older, older you know than the, the old testament is not in order no job come first before any of it. it's the old one of the oldest that's that's right yeah but i'm just talking about like if you wanted to put it on like a timeline of like when yeah, it happened mm-hmm. in history yeah well what uh when i when i said something about book you know what and you said oh baby be careful why'd you say that because there are a lot of, I think that's why it's not a part of the canon. Yeah. There are a lot of things in the book of Enoch that don't line up with tenets of the faith. Have you read it? No. I'm going to let you read it. I don't know if I want to read it. Well, see, the thing is, you believe in Mark, Matthew and Mark and Luke, don't you? Absolutely. Why do you believe in that? Different perspective. Do you believe in it because we found old texts of it? And it's always verified that old. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's exactly so. Like it's on, those are on the Dead Sea Scrolls, right? That's and right. That's right. Did you know that majority of what's on the Dead Sea Scrolls is the Book of Enoch? See, there, there's a lot of conspiracy about the Book of Enoch too. Yeah. Well, what I've read of it so far, because it's actually pretty big, it's pretty hefty book, but it talks about the sons of God. Well, it names them. It names all of them. And it tells that not only did they have sex with Ain't women, that the way that Peter giants, wrote about it in his letters? I don't I haven't did that comparison yet. But what the each one of them angels taught men th- something. Like AZL taught them uh how to how to cast spells and how to do things like that. Another one taught them how to defend themselves from their spells. Another one taught them how to read the earth and the land. Another one taught them how to read the seas uh and the oceans. Uh, another one taught them how to do something else. Like each one of them taught a, a, a separate things. And I don't know if you remember that theory I told you about uh, mythology and how that uh, there's a guy who thinks that the mythology gods was actually the, the sons of God who fell and they was gods because they had somewhat of powers and they could do stuff. And what if that they was the mythology group? Like that was the. Like Zeus was was as Aziel, he was the most powerful one, and like the one that taught him about the 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 ocean and seas was Poseidon, or you know something like that. That I mean that that was kind of deep. That got kind of deep. You know what I liked about some video games a lot. What? You ever played Diablo? Yes. Who was always there to help you? What angel? Oh, uh, was it Aziel? Aziel. That I mean it was different representation, but like yeah. The way Enoch puts it's the way that I believe in mm-hmm. sons of God. Yeah, I the listen. Nephilim. I mean, I don't know. 
uh, you want to talk about like some of the wonderful old things of the earth and i know like we can carbon date it and all that but uh-huh. uh, i wonder like how many of these people were still around they lived to be so stinking old man yeah like adam himself was 936 yeah. years old you know and it slowly great, kept great, getting great 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 great, great 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 grandson yeah I mean, he was he was around right right before Noah actually right before uh, the flood or Noah was born is when Adam died. Noah lived like he was over a hundred. I think it was like three thirty seven. Fact check me on that. He's pretty old. He's pretty old. I I love studying like early Genesis and like the early parts yeah. of Job when it's when it's doing some pretty cool historical stuff it's kind of building you a backdrop yeah of what things how things used to be mm-hmm. the whole translation thing though. but i mean ain't it crazy like just going to the book of enoch and even maybe the way that you found out about it and like we have these discoveries that keep popping up that keep confirming the bible mm-hmm. i mean i think archaeology is just dope it you know? is Except when you find a mummy tomb, don't open that. Don't open that. You get. We need. We'll need to have Brandon Fraser back. Yeah, we don't need that. What well, Tom Cruise? He could do another one. You like that one? No, but <laughs> he could do another one. Yeah. Try to redeem himself. But the translation thing has something that's bothered me here recently because, like, you don't even when it comes to the name God in the in the Bible. You know, hmm. there's different ways. It, that ain't his name. Yahweh. It's Yahweh. It's uh, uh, Jehovah Jireh. That's his name. My provider. When it was translated, the reason that they used God, you know, that was just because so you could comprehend who they who they was talking about. That they, but the word God is derived from the Greek word goad, which stands for goat. What does a goat represent? The people who ain't going to heaven. The devil. <laughs> that's what it represents you know and that kind of stuff you get to think about it kind of you know, scares me even Jesus even the word Jesus wasn't created until they translated it into English it was always something else the Jews called him Yeshua the or not the Greeks called him something else I can't remember what they called him they called him something else but it wasn't his original name if I introduce you to somebody and I say hey this is Alan what do you want to be called Alan Mm-hmm. What do you want? What do you you expect to be called, Alan? You don't expect to be called Elena, or you know, just because of where you're at, and that kind of thing. It'll 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 eat, it'll eat on my brain. I took the uh, most fascinating class with um, the missionary taught it. He had spent a lot of time in the Arabic country. I want to say like maybe Saudi Arabia. I can't remember now. I have to look back in the notes, but I. I that was one of those classrooms where, like, his slideshows was, like, his personal. <laughs> it was his autobiography of, like, what he's done in the field. It was just fascinating stuff. So, like, it's, it's in a binder up there. I like. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> oh, God. It's coming. But he's, like, uh, he's well-versed on um, Islam and, like, the different sects of it. <laughs> I got go Okay. Or I'm gonna do this. Yeah, Holy shit. Mm, COVID. You you good? So you get to sneeze and you get to sneeze in there. Huh. Can't stop it. 
I bet that freaks people out. Right. So he would he's well versed on like Islam and the different sects of uh, within the Muslim faith, you know, like uh, Suri and mm. different sects of it, Jihad, all that different stuff. And also on the history of it. And you know, where Muhammad was, he was in Mecca, which was just the trading post of that part of the world during mm -hmm. that part of history. So you had all these different people who would know the story of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the, if you read the Quran, I mean, you can see elements of the Bible represented, but the name's wrong. Yeah. Like, um, it would call Mary, uh, Jesus' mother, Martha. Like, that would be just small. Yeah. It's like someone, someone had heard the story. Mm -hmm. And then they just they messed up retelling one part. Yeah, you know, just that it's like or, it's like playing telephone. That or it could be lost in translation. Yeah, exactly. Because like you know, you, you're like. getting Jewish accounts, you're getting Greek accounts, you're getting Roman accounts, mm -hmm. and all these different worldviews are reporting on this Jesus Christ. Yeah, and then like here comes Muhammad. Yeah. You know, he's in Mecca where the trading post is, and imagine like hearing all these different perspectives and just trying to. Mm -hmm. Like draw up some kind of history. And the thing is, whatever is being drew up in wherever, wherever it is, those like the languages. So many things that look like something can mean so many can mean more than one thing. So even when it when it's being translated from like Greek, I know some things have more than one meaning. And you know, and he he couldn't write, so he had to have like he was telling this, and like his wife was writing it down yeah. for him. He was he he was he. Illiterate? Is that uh -huh. no? He could read. Uh, he just couldn't write. Well, I don't know the word. That's an Aldridge. Oh yeah, there it is. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Need better crayon. <laughs> oh, I'm broke. Silly me. Mom, mine doesn't have the sharpener on the back. <laughs> I use my pocket knife. <laughs> I do it on rock. <laughs> oh no! I don't need red crayon. I have blood. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing I've been interested in here recently is learning Greek, learning, trying to. Anyway. You know, I got books on it. If you wanna, I, I would I, like to borrow I, like a beginner one. If you, I'll wanna. teach you what I know. It's I, well enough to parse scripture and translate it for yourself. That's what I want. That's what. I, and you know, I didn't know it to the other day neither. You know how some Bibles will have verses, but then it'll have stuff in parentheses? Mm hmm You know, that's because somebody, a scholar, quote, a scholar, added it in later. Mm-hmm. Why are you adding stuff to the Bible? That's a good question. Well, we found more of the Dead Sea Scrolls, so we have a better collection. Yeah. And I hear a lot of preachers talking about how that the Bible is not contradictory and this and that but I don't believe it who, is who put it together who men men over a long period of time but who was it inspired and they by they took stuff away from us well yeah you got King was it King George yeah. King oh King James himself that's why we had that too. version yeah. yeah there we go mm -hmm. it's historical like there's a bunch of books that, that I've 
don't know about. You know what my favorite translation is? What? RSV. It's hard to find. RSV? Uh-huh. I, I know ESV. It, it came, that, that's where like ESV came from. Is it? Yeah. I've heard ESV is like one of the closest to being. Do you like NIV? Correct. Huh? Do you like NIV? I've heard read one, yeah. You know the difference between ESV and NIV? What? NIV is um, word for thought with their translation style. Okay. Meaning, they'll take a word and let's say English is a fairly weak language when it comes to being expressive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, beautiful just might not be enough sometimes. And we don't really have many words that go a whole lot further than that that just ain't damn cheesy. Yeah. But uh, Greek is a very beautiful language because, like, when you read a word, like, there's more than one way to say it. Mm-hmm. And so they do word for thought. ESV uh, is word for word. Whatever it says is whatever it's gonna. We're putting down. Yeah. We're not elaborating on anything. Mm-hmm. Glad you told me that. I didn't know that. I believe reading both are important. I mean, that's how that's how I check myself in my study. Mm-hmm. Like, I study in ESV, and I read like for pleasure, like in my truck at lunch or yeah, uh, whatever in NIV. But I do all my studying in ESV. It's kind of like. I fact check the way that um, I'm perceiving it because NIV is word for thought, and that kind of leads me to believe, like, well, maybe I'm kind of thinking inside of a box, or maybe I need yeah. to open up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If, maybe that's not a good thing. I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting, no doubt. Anyway, I think that's a rather a good place to put a pin in it put a fork in it it is done all right well right here shut up you stink (laughs) news and notes thank you so much for listening to porch talk subscribing rating and reviewing if you're unaware i don't have a big marketing team or i don't have a whole lot of ads out there on the web I have you. You listen, you tell your buddy, and I mean, that's truly, it's, that's how it grows. So thank you uh, for keeping us grassroots and very organic. Keep doing your part. I would ask that you would rate and review. It literally only takes 10 seconds. You can do that. But we're going to get on out of here right now with Cold Hard Truth by Star Masi. Peace out.
same You know not me and I gotta move on Gotta make a stand, I gotta make the change inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.